Good morning, this is Rusty James. It is August 6, 2015, and this is the ride. Hey everybody, I'm ready to have a great show today. Are you ready to buckle up and ride along with me? I want to encourage you to do something. Um, as more and more people find out about this podcast, I want to make sure that uh, it's doing the best it can. And I want to encourage you, if you uh, don't do this already, I want you to grab a Bible and I want you to get it out. And I don't, if you want to use it on your mobile device, that's cool. But I don't know, for me, I like to have the actual you know the thing that has pages you know that makes those, that sound when you flip the pages the thing that lets you put notes in it uh, I, I like that next to me I don't know it's because I'm old school I suppose um, if, if it's if you like using the, the mobile devices or tablets for that that's cool too I understand that I'm trying to do that more and more with stuff in my life because you can capture notes probably easier okay let's go buddy Sorry, I'm, I'm speaking to the other cars here. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. Um, yeah, you can take notes and then search those notes really easy if you do it electronically. So I do, I do get that. And, um, but I don't know. For me, I like having the Word of God. I like smelling some of that leather. You know what I'm saying? anyway get it with you when we're uh, doing this and you know the reason is because I can't while I'm driving I can't really be thumbing through scripture like that I, I suppose I maybe could maybe I ought to do what I'm telling you to do and get a Bible in here so I can yeah I just don't want to get in an accident so I think you could understand so uh, I'm saluting the workers on the bridge. They're almost done, yay. All right, so get that Bible next to you. Get some hot Joe and a Danish or whatever it is you eat. Maybe all you eat is the Word of God and that's cool too. But get it ready. And I want you to be prepared to receive something. That's what I want. Every day I do this, I'm, I'm preparing myself to receive something. Because I really do. I, I listen to these afterwards. And it, it speaks to me. So anyway, get it ready. I, I was wanting to move to Matthew and look at the House on the Rock story or parable. And I, may, I probably will touch on that a little bit today because I think I know where I'm going. Uh, and also, I was going to look at the Beatitudes, which are in Matthew as well. Which is cool because you can see what your attitude should be. That's why they call it the Beatitudes because your attitude should be that way. And I'm sure I wasn't the first one to come up with that. 
but I was listening to the Word of God this morning. You see, I get a little bit juiced up prior to the podcast by listening to the Word and getting some ideas, letting it speak to me, letting the Holy Spirit that's indwelling in the pages of the Scripture ignite some things in my brain. And I got to tell you, people, that is so important. I really haven't been a very disciplined person when it came to that. And and now I kind of am forcing myself to do it because I need to be prepared to, to speak to you all. And in order to do that, I need to get the Word of God flowing. So it's kind of awesome. Thank you for being there and listening to this because you're helping me out. See how that works? When the Spirit of God and the Word of God flows through me or disciple of Jesus Christ, it not only blesses the hearer, but the one delivering the message too. It's a win-win. So I'm... I was going to be looking in Matthew. I thought, yeah, I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. But I've been listening more and more to the Jeremiah. And I got to tell you, something really is speaking to me about the day and age we live in. Now, if you listen to the very first podcast, I think that was my rant that day, is just how things are changing in our society, in our planet, in our world. And do you know the our enemy wants to devour us? But let me give you a little bit of info on our enemy. Our enemy isn't the anti-God. Because when I think of the anti-something, I think of the equal and opposite. You know, like matter and anti-matter. And uncle and anti. No, that's... Forget that. But... Satan... Lucifer... Was an angel. Now, he he had a higher place than your typical angel. Because he was a worship leader. He filled... His, his job was to fill the environment. Don't you know this planet, this earth, this world, this mortal plane we're on has a vacuum for atmosphere. It wants an atmosphere. And there's no question why Lucifer who fell we refer to him as the devil or Satan he's referred to as the prince of the air and he's really good at filling an environment but but so is the Holy Spirit but they are not equal and opposite The Holy Spirit is one person of the Trinity of the Godhead. God, the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit, sometimes referred to as the Comforter. And God created all things. The Godhead was present at the creation of all things. And how was it created? With the Word going forth. Was I there? Do I know this happened? Can I prove it? No. And that's where faith comes in. But I believe it. I accept that. I believe the Word of God is true. And I believe it tells us that. So I believe that. But the world is full of an environment that is colored and flavored by the Prince of the Air. And it is full of words. All you have to do, you know, the internet really, it's amazing, the internet, back before the internet was a thing, the the sound of the culture, the sound and the flavor and the, the words of the culture really were there on TV and, and radio. I'm kind of going back in time. TV and then before that kind of radio and before that books. You know, the thoughts and the ideas of man propagated through the media of the day. Now we have the internet. And now any thought can be put out there and then commented on by any other agreeing and disagreeing thought. And you get this full mishmash of opinion. And it's out there. And it shouldn't surprise us that one, if you have a truth, which I believe the Word of God is truth, if you have a truth that's out there in that, in that environment that can be commented on, every opinion can take it a different way and comment on it and try to spin it whichever way suits that commenter. And pretty soon, anything that is of truth, and I want to say that I believe that there really is a truth. There isn't a truth for you and a truth for me. I believe that there is a truth. But when it's presented out into that vapor of an environment, and it's hacked from all these different angles if you are looking and I do this I do this all the time so I know you guys do it if you look at what people say about something to see kind of how you want to approach it you will be double-minded and unstable and in this day we cannot be that way So you have to choose 
do I... What you need to do is you need to choose wise counsel. Um, Psalms... Oh, man. I don't remember the Psalms now. It's the one talking about sitting uh, in the seat of the scornful and you want to surround yourself with wisdom. I'll, I'll find it. Or you guys find it and uh, post it. Let us all know. I know there's somebody listening right now that will do that. So thank you ahead of time. Know what you believe. The This whole... And so that was just one part of what I want to talk about. So, the, so you've got the Prince of the Air who's speaking into the environment. And you've got the King of Heaven who's already spoken creation into the environment and has spoken new life into the life of believers. And so we're kind of what some people refer to as a remnant, the remnant of the church. We're here as a percentage of the planet to share Christ with those who don't know Him, share the gospel, and be unwavering in our faith in Him. So that's where I'm getting to next. We need to be unwavering in our faith. When I listen to the story and the words given to Jeremiah in that time when Babylon was conquering Israel and taking them to Babylon, God was saying through Jeremiah, this is going to happen you're going to have to be fruitful and multiply where you find yourself in this foreign land in an environment that has the word even the names you know the story goes uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego those were the the Babylonian names for these three Israelites So even their names were changed in this strange environment. But we're called to be named after or the adopted sons and daughters of the of God the Most High. That's that's our name identification. And so what if the world is telling us that we're too uh, opinionated because only Jesus is the you know Jesus is the only way. The world's going to tell you that. You know why? Because the world's voice is a voice that's driven by the sinful nature, which all Satan has to do is just kind of stir up the world, just kind of stir it like a big old witch's cauldron, stir it up, and it just brings sinful ideas to the masses, thoughts, opinions, and it is a corruption on this planet, but we cannot be wavering in what we believe and what we say. And by the way, you 
can say, you're allowed to say truth. Don't be fearful, even though the, the, uh, the opinions of the day are barraging you. Don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Heavens. Everybody else is standing up for what their opinion is. Let's have some backbone. But there is a shift in the culture, I think. But it's not, it didn't happen, it didn't start this year. It's been going on from the beginning of time. We just happen to be in a period of time where it's the internet age and you really can see all the darkness just seeping out of the cracks. of humanity. And it can be discouraging. But when you don't when you focus on the word and on God and spend time with him, you start getting a different flavor. You really do. If you if you're feeling like oh, there's just not much we can do, I feel like I'm just inundated with opinions and I don't even know what to believe anymore. And I know I'm, I'm speaking some truth to you because I felt that way for a while. And I can't even guarantee that I won't feel that way in the future, you know, depending on my circumstances. But we need to be living above our circumstances. I guess I am t- touching on uh, Matthew... I want to say 24-ish. Building your house on the rock and not on the sand. Certainly, the way things are going now, if you are basing your life and what you believe on what the Kardashians believe, because, you know, their family's got it together. You might be taking steps in your life that are not foundational. You might be raising your family in such a way that could cause some problems down the road. How do I know? Because I think that we, my wife and I, are raising our kids the best we know how And yet I know that we're not doing it the best. I don't think anybody does it the best. So, you know, take that pressure off you. Just do do the best you know how to do. And learn from people who have gone before. I think that's a good thing. But, you know... You try to live... Uh, a while back, when I used to watch MTV, they had a show on... And this was when I was single, so this was a while back. They had a show on... And it, 
I, I don't even remember the name of the show, but I can't. I think the gist was that these kids, and I'm saying like teenagers, they were following. It was like a reality show, and they were following these kids and their quest for stardom. And it was just ludicrous. These, uh, I remember this one show where the girl was, I don't know, maybe 15, 16, and she idolized stars, kind of like the Kardashians of the day, and wanted that. Saw the wealth that they had, saw the popularity, and all the things that she wanted. And so she was going to make it happen. So she as though buying really expensive shoes and purses and clothing and trying to hang out with the right people would somehow create that persona and wealth. Let's spend some money so that we can be rich. And her argument, her her opinion, her... Her thought process was really immature, wasn't based in any reality, but that's what she wanted. She was seeking after those things that would just, really the things that she was seeking after would be old and outdated in one season. So you'd have to go and do it again. And you know, your money is only going to last so long. But what are you chasing after? It was, you know, now, 20 years later, I bet she probably doesn't like watching reruns of that show because she's probably married or worse, uh, gone through a divorce, unfortunately. And things aren't like she thought. Stand by a moment. I love technology. My wife just texted me. I love you too, honey. So anyway, those are seeking things that I would say are like sand. They they change. They they they're never solid there's new designs every year there's new and and that that girl in the story she never i'm going to just suppose she never found her footing now maybe she came to know the saving power of our lord jesus christ and her story is different than i've portrayed her to be and i can pray for that you know what's kind of cool? Right now, I can pray for that young girl at age 15. Right now, I can do this. I can pray to the Lord our God. Lord, help her see the truth. Help her see the error of seeking after foundations of sand. I can pray that right now in 2015. And the Lord is outside of time. He can be assisting her 20 years ago, right now, if you know what I'm saying. I think that's cool. I can pray for the salvation of this young lady. 
right now. Which gets me thinking. We need to be praying for our country. And the direction it's taking. And and the other day I talked about what is the country? Is it our, is it our political party system? Is it our people? Is it what is it? I don't quite know. I I think there's a spirit about a country. A spirit behind the country. And unfortunately, I think the spirit behind our country is the the spirit of the prince of the air. It's it's not a Christian nation like it maybe once was a while back. That doesn't scare me. It just means that I'm I'm more of a rarity in our what what is it 400 million people then I'm more of a rarity in in that count of people than maybe there used to be it's okay God can use one and because you're listening God can use both of us to change to change a nation to change the world in the end times, there will be two witnesses. Maybe you and I are those witnesses. Don't dread the day of darkness. If you focus on the light, you can be a light to that darkness. I was thinking this morning, what would happen if I actually got into an accident while doing this podcast? I know this maybe seems weird, but sometimes I go in a weird direction. And I was thinking, what would it, what would I want to say? You know, if if I'm doing the podcast and I'm actually able to speak to the listener and then send that last upload to SoundCloud what would I say in my last moments I can tell you what I'd say well I can tell you what I wouldn't say first I wouldn't say hey boss remember that spreadsheet that I was working on yesterday, you're going to need to do this and this and this tweak to it so that, you know, the customer will be happy. (laughs) I would not be saying that. I would not be saying, you know what, we forgot to get milk the other day. Honey, can you remember to get milk? I would be saying things that are eternal, that have eternal weight to them. I can tell you exactly what I would say. I would tell my kids how much I love them. My wife, how much I adore her smile. I'd want to speak wisdom to my to each of my kids and remind them that even though their dad wouldn't be around any longer, that I'd be waiting for them in a place that they don't want to miss out on. 
uh, encourage my kids to follow their dreams. I would encourage my kids to figure out what their dream is if they didn't know. And I would definitely remind them that no matter what happens, God is still there and God still loves them. That's the kind of stuff you'd say. And so that got me thinking, why don't we do that more often? We have so many opportunities with our kids and with people that will listen to us, people that look up to us. We have opportunities to encourage other people. Those, if, if that's what you think about at that last moment of your life before you hit upload of your podcast up to the cloud so that people can have some remembrance of your words of wisdom... Why not do that every day? I guess partly this, the reason why I'm doing this is to do that. I find this fun and I kind of like keeping a record. And I also like to have a chronicle of how the how the Lord works in the life of somebody, just a normal person like me, but how he can work crazy big changes in the lives of people one day at a time. So I'm getting close to the turn where I see the house we're wanting to buy. The house that we're going to buy. There it is. And we had a report come back to us that there was some some fixes needed in the drain field. So that's going to be taken care of. And boy, that could preach because I'm about to tell you what that means is in the place where the waste and the effluent from the life of that house, where that goes, it was, it was not draining properly. So it was backing up. Do you know what I just did? Did you hear that? If you listened to yesterday's podcast, I said when I was going to drive by the house, I was going to honk my horn. Because I'm going to take that land like Jericho. So I don't think anybody heard it, but God did. I'm going to take that land. I pray for that family that's selling it to us, that they will be blessed. That the fair price will be agreed upon. They will be blessed. 
and that we will have a win-win So the drain field wasn't draining properly. So you have this crud, this waste, that's not being properly handled. And so in our lives, part of life, it just brings up, you know, sin. Sin brings up crud in our life you've got to be able to let that go and the drain field is a filter it lets the the yuck be fully handled by the mechanism that's supposed to handle that and then all the and then the stuff just drains away and if it works properly nothing backs up Nothing causes problems to the home. But if you don't have that filter working, the filter of the, the sand in the drain field, come on, you got to bear with me. This is like a big metaphorical thingy, my Bob. If that's not working right, stuff backs up. You can't get rid of the stuff. That means the house and the systems of the house have to be functioning properly. There's probably a reason why Jesus didn't preach a parable about the house and the septic system and the drain field. Because I'm having such a hard time connecting. But I think you understand what I'm saying. He had pretty parables like farmers and figs and and weeds growing on the side of the trail I'm talking about poop you gotta get the poop out of your life man it's just it's just not good to have too much of that there So, fill your life with good things. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Good things, my friends. Good things. Focus on good things. Noble things. If you don't know what to focus on, just focus on good things. You know what good things are. And you know what bad things are. Why do we always want to focus on bad things? You could have, you know, we looked at this house and we inspected it and had an inspector go through it with a fine-tooth comb. This is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. Bad, bad, bad. Right away, we focus on the bad. And I I get that, because we want to turn the bad to good. And that's good, in that sense, I guess. Uh, 
in your life, I said, we need to get the bad stuff gone. So you got to focus on the bad to get it gone. Well, kind of. It'd almost be better for you to just focus on more good, and the bad will take care of itself. That's a great way to look at it. In your life, focus on the good things. You focus on how God has empowered you to live a life of victory and how he has brought you from plateau to plateau in your life and how he has spoken life to you instead of death to you. And you focus on that and let his word change your mind and renew your mind. You let that happen. And things that beset you, like cursing and other addictions, they will have less of a hold on you. You focus on whatsoever things are noble and just and true and lovely. You focus on those things, and the vile things will lose their power over you. Have you ever noticed that the enemy, our enemy, who wants to speak death to you and speak defeat over your life, those words really hit a brick wall when you are focused on the Lord and you are in a state of worship. And when I say worship, I'm not necessarily meaning singing songs of worship necessarily, though that's true. But worship really, all that is, is elevating something's worth. That's it. Elevating something's worth. I think that's a fair comment for what worship is. Now the trick is to be really truthfully worshiping. You need to elevate that thing of worth without fail. If you only do it one day a week, you know, God, you're so wonderful on Sunday morning, but by Wednesday evening, you know, things like the WWF and pornography have taken over your life. That's not so good. True worship is being able to lift that and elevate that worth, that object of worship, in our case, the Lord God Almighty, without fail, unceasing. And yes, we will fail at that because our minds aren't fully renewed. But the more we allow our minds to be renewed and realize that the more we focus on those good things, elevating the things of real worth, those other things that beset us will fall away more and more. They're easily, they're like scales that fall away. Scales that are over our eyes, that they fall away. We start to see things different. You know what I'm talking about. You start to see things different. 
I used to not like to care about other people so much. I was kind of very selfish when I was single. And having children wasn't the thing that changed that for me. Having a wife wasn't the thing that changed that for me. And I'm still a work in progress. I'm still not 100%, you know, selfless. But recognizing what Jesus did for me and getting to know him more and more makes me more capable to reach out to others. It's going to be different for everybody because everybody has different personality styles and types. and But that's okay. You focus in on the Word and on the Lord and you think in the lovely things and the things that have caused you to trip up in the past, they will be less and less of a barrier. It's like that trip. It's like my whole life that thing, whatever that thing is, I just could never stop doing that thing. It was like a big log in my path. Whatever I did, it just was always there. I couldn't stop smoking. I couldn't stop looking at pornography. I couldn't stop having this grudge against everybody else on planet Earth. I couldn't stop picking out all of the inconsistencies in other people's opinions. Whatever it happens to be. Yes, I have an incoming call. I'll call her back in just a minute, babe. Okay. Well, that means that it, we're probably... Time's up for today. want to encourage you. Let me know how the, this is speaking into your life. Please share this information to people. I'm kind of burying my soul a lot of the time, and I didn't know if I wanted people to know what my soul looked like. But I think that my soul is just like anybody else's. I mean, it's flawed and needs God, just like everybody. So, please share. And uh, I just pray for you today that, that God's Word will flow through your life. And that you will see and think on the lovely things. And those things that beset you will fall away. Scales will fall off the eyes. You will see things differently. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, remember, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And believe that He will make your tomorrows one step closer to your dreams, all right? Peace out. I'll catch you on the flip.